You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, yeah. Hey, Seattle. Uh, we got any other only children out here? <laughs> and then I just move on, and it's like so. That's all I've got. That's as far as I've gotten. Welcome to Oddball. I'm Amin Al Hassan. That is Charlotte Wilder. Got a hell of a show for you guys today. Little bold or spicy coming down the pike. Don't know which is which. Come find out with us. I don't know. But first, Charlotte is rejoicing all across the great state of Oklahoma as the Oklahoma City Thunder have agreed to a deal with Oklahoma City on the building of a new arena, brand spanking new arena, $900 million in cost. That'll see the Thunder have a home in OKC through at least the 2050 season. Charlotte, sounds like a great story until you hear the part where the arena costs $900 million. Do you know how much of that $900 million the Thunder are putting in? $70 million? Oh, Charlotte, you idealist. This is America. Billionaires don't put down $70 million. Try $50 million. 5.5% of the total cost of this arena will be graciously covered by Clay Bennett and the rest of his ownership group. And this leads us to a very, very interesting fact, which is that's how OKC got a team to begin with. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was based on Seattle did not want to pony up funds for a billionaire's arena. That billionaire was Howard Schultz, the founder of Starbucks. He said, if you don't give me the money, I'm going to be forced to sell. And I can't promise the buyer wants to keep it in Seattle. So Seattle, city of Seattle called the bluff. Schultz sold the team. Clay Bennett who was from Oklahoma, said, I want to keep it in Seattle. Stayed one year, then moved it to Oklahoma City. And we've had no NBA basketball in the city of Seattle since. Now, that's the crazy thing. It's like it's almost like if you won over a significant other by always lavishing them with extravagant, extravagant gifts, you can't kind of renew your vows later and be like, but we had the good times, right? Like the whole relationship was based on the very material benefit that you gave to the partner. And that's what's happened here in Oklahoma City. Yeah, and you lose the Sonics for this, you know, soda can looking clip art, you know, logo garbage. Uh, They've also done, there've been so many studies done that show public money 
does not actually help like building a stadium with public money it doesn't actually funnel back into the economy in any meaningful way so it's all it's very american it's very much like billionaires saying hey we um this is going to go back into the economy uh but we need the government to help us and then it just doesn't and they get more money it also feels like you know, they keep saying we, we want this to be open uh, the 2029-2030 season. There's no way this is happening by then. Also, it's contingent on a vote. But yeah. does it are, are they just thinking it's a foregone conclusion that voters are going to vote for it? Charlotte, this is the whole reason anyone across the world knows the city of Oklahoma City. That's that's how that's yeah. Oklahoma City. It's sad to say it's known for two things globally. One is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Two is the Oklahoma City bombing. And for the longest time, number two was number one on that list. So this is a a matter of great civic pride for Oklahoma City. It allows them to say, hey, we're just like the New Yorks and the Chicagos and the Houstons of the world. We We share something in common. You have people all over the world wearing Oklahoma City Thunder albeit Durant and Westbrook jerseys, but there's still jerseys (laughs) that say Oklahoma City or OKC on it. So this is like a really big deal for them. Having said that, you're right. Economic study after economic study after economic study shows that the whole this is for the greater good is full of bunk, that the teams ultimately make out like bandits and the municipalities don't really make anything out of it. Uh, By way of example, in Seattle... The reason why they couldn't get an arena built was because they, you know, they, there was arena fatigue, building fatigue. The Seahawks Stadium had been built off of public money. The uh, Seattle Mariners Stadium had been built off of public money. And what they said at the time was, wait a second, we're not going to tax Seattle citizens. You guys are fine. We're going to enact tourism taxes, Right. So this will go on hotel rooms and rental cars and, and things of that nature. And so everyone who lives here is going to be fine. But what happened was things that actually do bring business to the city of Seattle, like conventions, stop coming to Seattle because they're like, this is way too expensive. Why would I have my convention in Seattle and pay all this money in taxes when I can go to Vegas, I can go to Phoenix, I can go, you know, all these other places that are hotspots for conventions. And so it really did economically impact the uh, area, albeit in a negative fashion, to build these stadiums with public money. Well, yeah, because the minute you put it on things that affect businesses, other corporations are going to be like, uh, we're not falling for that. Like, we're not paying for your stadium because they know where all of these loopholes are. The kindest thing you could say about building a stadium is that this now means, you know, say it opens in 2030, which I don't buy. 2031, you'll have the all-star game there, you know. Oh, 20... God, no, don't say that. Don't put it out in the universe. I'm fucking sick and tired of shitty-ass all-star locations. Enough, enough, enough. Indiana, that's it. No mas. After that. Don't shoot the messenger. This is the only argument. You are, look, you know what you are? You're the Flash in freaking Batman vs. Superman coming back and telling Bruce Wayne, am I too soon? I'm too soon. No, yes, you are too soon. We're going to change. I'm not too soon. I'm just right. I mean, no, you're not right. You're not going to be right. I'm not going to allow it. This is my pulpit. This is my soapbox. Matter of fact, we have an actual box in here. 
you're looking tear. for one. The only way no. that teams can actually no. put money back into the economy no. is by hosting these. No. <laughs> Let's Hold on. No. No. You're going to hurt your back. No, on I'm that not. Chair. I'm not. Oh, here we go. Get that camera up. Get that camera up, I say. This is that, a terrible I'm, idea. Oh, no, it's not a terrible <laughs> idea. I have great core strength. There we go. There we go. Up. Up. Oh, is that the highest it goes? Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. Okay. So I'm going to have to crouch a little. All right. This makes it a little harder. Listen to me right now, Adam Silver. Enough with your shitty ass all-star locations. Enough. I don't care how much they cry. They're lucky they have teams. We ought to have, you know what? We ought to have teams in Vegas, in Seattle, in Mexico City. Instead, you sending us to these backwaters? No, sir. Here's what you do. Here's the plan. Let me say it for the hundredth time. I'm getting down because my knees are starting to hurt. Get that camera back down here. Get that camera back down here. I said, too low. Okay. LA, Phoenix, Houston, Dallas, New Orleans, Orlando, Miami, Atlanta. That's it. That's the New list. York? New York does not get it. No, Chicago does not get it. No, Why? Boston does not get it. No, nobody wants to be shoveling snow on All-Star Weekend. Charlotte, nobody oh, wants to right. see cattle right, right, right. on All-Star Weekend. I get it. This is what I you do. Every, I should have known no, this no, 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 no. Listen, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Every ninth year, you give one of these backwaters this shit. Oh, backwaters. oh, oh, Sacramento, you want also? Okay, every ninth year, you guys can fight over that one. Sacramento, Indiana, uh, Utah, Oklahoma City, all those places. Every tenth year, and here's where I put my money hat on, you go international. Dubai, London, Paris, Shanghai, Tokyo, Manila. Are you kidding me? What? Make it every five years. No, no, because there's money involved. Again, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So okay. that's how you fix All-Star Weekend. What I will not allow is for Oklahoma City to grift its way to a new building, and then a year later, I have to go see it. No, no. Well, buckle up, my dude, because that's what's happening here. Full the spicy. Did you guys see that? Did it catch it? Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shay and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy. For the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus, a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. Yes, think the Timberwolves can beat the Nuggets? Anthony Edwards is plus 1,300 to win finals MVP. Wow, that's putting the cart before the horse. And if your team isn't in the playoffs, you can wager on who's going to win in the draft lottery on May 12th. And if you're new to DraftKings, you've got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code ODDBALL. That's code O-D-D-B-A-L-L for new customers to get 150 smackaroos in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Charlotte, do you have your antacids ready by you? No, but I think you need them. I do need them. It's Tummy Ache City, and it's also bold or spicy. (laughs) Flames, explosions, etc. All right, this is the game where we read each other's statements. Some of them are bold, some of them are spicy. Don't ask me which are which. And the other person has to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10 on its boldness or its spiciness. All right? I'm told that the revamped version means the bold ones are kind of like regular statements in the... The, uh, the spicy ones are hot takes. I don't know. You, you, you figure it out. Hypotheticals? Here's the thing. Maybe if you know, you could write us, send it in to Oddball, and uh, maybe you could explain it to me. All right. Charlotte, your first yes. statement. Kawhi Leonard will retire before LeBron James. Kawhi Leonard will retire before LeBron James, Charlotte. I think that's very spicy or bold. What is it? I don't know. I think, I I mean, uh, see, this is where I'm like, is that, is it, is is it, is it, I mean, I don't know. I feel like LeBron's what got, I don't know. LeBron is LeBron. So I guess it's hard to talk about retirement because he's probably going to try to keep playing until he's 50. Mm -hmm. But I think that he will retire before. Well, how old is well, let's see. This is my favorite game to play. How old is someone? He came out in 2011. He was a uh, had just finished his sophomore year at San Diego State, so he's probably 20, 21. That was 12 years ago. So, quite about 33 years old right now, give or take. Yeah. Okay. So, I think that's very bold because I think he'll play longer than LeBron. He's 32. Okay. So, what are you giving it? Scale of one to ten. Seven and a half because you never because what if he gets hurt? So, okay, so that's why I, I give it a two. I don't think this is spicy at all. You know why? Why? Kawhi's hurt all the goddamn time. When has he been healthy? The last five years, who's played more, him or LeBron? LeBron, but then he, what if he, because he's been hurt so much, he just keeps delaying it because he's been hurt, yeah. so he doesn't actually retire. He's just hurt on the bench. Touche. All right. 
You're up. Thank you. Uh, bold take for you. I mean, the Pelicans are better off trading Zion. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Right down the middle, the coward's choice, right? Here's why. Because <laughs> when Zion Williamson plays, he is Hall of Fame caliber. I'm not exaggerating. Over 25 points a game, over 60% from the field, look it up. Ain't that many. I believe it's like two or three maybe. Zion's one of them. He is incredibly productive when he plays. He's Look at the plus minus. Look at any sort of metric. When he plays, he's incredible. The problem is the when. He plays incredible when he plays. When? When? When is he going to play? Is he going to play? We saw this summer of him talking to Gilbert Arenas and saying, like, he wasn't mature about his dietary selections and all that. Who knows? Maybe this is the wake-up call between that and being harassed by a porn star online. Like, maybe this is the thing that makes him say, I got to be a grown-up about this. Maybe not. So, coward's choice. Right down the middle, I'm going with a five. All right. All right. I do respect. For for all of the statements you could have, that feels like the right one to be a coward about. Charlotte, Jason Kidd will be fired from the Mavericks this season. That is I don't think that's I don't think that's that spicy because I think coaches get fired left and right. If they don't do well, he'll probably get fired. That's a one. Like, OK, there you go. So the way we play this game, everyone, I don't know if anyone's you, you rate it, you give it a number and then you give your exposition. Afterwards. OK, OK, that's right. a one because coaches get fired all the time. And there if they don't go. have a great record, Jason Kidd's going to get fired. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's a bold take for you. The regular season is too long. Ooh, here's, ah, huh. Mm. We guys watching this? Six. I don't think it's too long. I think it's too many games. Let me explain. If we had a regular season that went from October to April, as it does now, but we just had less games in there. Something like 70 games instead of 82 games. I think we'd have a much better product. I think if we could get it down to two to three games a week for each team, you'd have a much better product. I think less people would be sitting out. You'd have less injuries. You'd have higher uh, caliber of play. And it put a little bit more importance on each game. And here's the thing, Charlotte. People always Mm -hmm. talk about, well, they'll never do it. Why? Because NBA teams don't want to give up on that home gate, right? Because If I say we take it from 82 games down to 72, for instance, that's five less home games for every team. Uh, If you're a team like the Warriors, they make somewhere like $9 million a home game. That's $45, $50 million that they're saying goodbye to. But here's my thing. You can increase your ticket prices for the existing home games because scarcity, right? Also, your ratings will go up and the TV deals will be better. And as such, it'll more than make up that windfall. And also, not every team makes $9 million a home game. Like, relax, Charlotte. You're not doing that kind of number. Are you talking to me? I don't have an NBA team. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I... All right. I think that's a good take. All right. Last one for you, Charlotte. By this time next year, Clay Thompson will not be with the Warriors. This is spicy. I mean, that's a nine- 
Yeah, that's muy caliente. The only way that the only way that I could see him not being with the Warriors is if he gets hurt again and is like, I'm done here and retires. Oh, um, yeah. But so so maybe it's actually a seven. But I still think that he's going to be there for even if he is hurt, he'll probably want to come back again. So no, it's a nine. It's a nine. It's spicy. I mean, he, he could get some. He could get some money. There's still some money out there on the table. You know, he's done a lot and worked hard, and he had a bounce back year last year. I don't know. I I I don't see him. Yeah, this is a spicy one for me too. Ooh. All right. You just throwing stuff? No, I I tried to throw it and it like flipped in front of me and went backward. Oh, like a paper airplane. Here's a bold one for you. Pat Riley is the greatest coach turned exec in league history. All right, so we got to think about who his competition is. Red Arbach, right. mm-hmm. who uh, was an exec before and then after uh, leaving the coaching ranks. Uh, you've got Jerry West, technically was a coach of the Lakers, and right. he turned into one of the great execs of all time. Uh, who else? you got Lawrence Frank. <laughs> you've got Doc Rivers. Competition starts getting a lot less steep. You got uh, Stan Van Gundy and Tom Thibodeau. Oh. Wow, people got, forget. <laughs> yeah, Don Nelson. Uh, no, you know what? I'm going to say it, this is a two-horse race. There's only two names here, and it's Pat Riley and Red Auerbach. Now, it was a lot easier to be an executive in Red Auerbach's day when you could trade a washing machine for the greatest defensive player of all time, when you could uh, pick up a phone and say, hey, Golden State, you don't want these two Hall of Famers. Let me give you this guy whose nickname is literally Joe Barely Cares, right? That, it was, the game was so unsophisticated when Red Auerbach was working as a front office guy that I have to give the benefit of the doubt because of the degree of difficulty and the complexity of Pat Riley both coaching in a league, I think that was tougher than when Red Auerbach coached, and then now being an exec in a league that's way more complex and complicated than when Red Auerbach was an exec. Well, Pat Riley. So that statement, give it a zero. All right, I will point out that you just got mad at me for doing the reasoning. That's all the time we have on Oddball. Uh, We'll see you soon. Whenever this airs, tomorrow, the next day, the next week, who cares? Adios. What's your favorite stadium and what's the worst stadium? You've been to all the stadiums. No, I have not been to all the I've stadiums. I've not been to all the stadiums. There's stadi- some I haven't been to. What? Uh, let's see. Which I, ones? I've never, be- I've never been to the new Detroit stadium. I've never, which is Little Caesars. I've never been to Golden One, which is Sacramento's new arena. You think they'll let you like the beam? Probably not. I'm not too popular in Sacramento. So OKC, uh, Sacramento, and um, Indiana, and Detroit. Those are the four I haven't been to. Oh wow! Yep. Favorite arena? What do you? Yeah. In terms of sight lines, Phoenix, Brooklyn, oh uh, Chase Center, Golden State. Those three, incredible. Like if you come to watch basketball. It is a perfect arena to watch basketball in uh, because all the sight lines, it, everything feels very close. It feels like a smaller building, even though they're not, and a lot of, more intimate. So I love watching games there. I, I don't know what else I would rank it on. Like As far as like coolest arena I've ever been in is Chase 
it's from the future. Like I, I could go. Out, they gave me a tour when they first opened, and it was it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. I've never of, been. Oh, I want to see it. It's crazy. It's insane. Like you, you, like you should go for a game definitely, but you should go like when there's not a game, so they can give you the tour, and you can see like love the tours. bunker suites where you literally have a wall, a bank of TVs on a wall, and but. Um, you have every bunker suite has like eight or 16 or whatever seats out on the floor, like five rows off the floor, or like maybe 10 rows off the floor. But here's the crazy thing. When you're in your bunker suite, which has its own sommelier, by the way, and I think like there's a chef and everything in there, like your oh own. Oh my God. Let's say, uh, but I want to watch the game, but I don't want to go all the way back upstairs to go to my seat. Push a button and the whole bank of TVs turns into one big screen and it shows you the game, but it's not the broadcast angle. It's not the, the TV camera angle. They have cameras over where your seats are. So when you're in here, you're watching it. No. I swear to God, it looks like what the view would be had you been just sitting in your seat. So you see the entire court, the one basket here, the other basket there, and you're like, and it, the camera never moves because it's stabilized, but you see the entire thing. And so it's like, I want to just stare at, the person behind the bench over here and actions going on over here, I can do that. It's it's insane. It's out like you can would, do it without being a creep in real life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they can't uh, notice that you're doing it. But like, it's, it was just like, and that's just like one thing. There's so many things, and every time I thought to myself, how much money do you have to have where this is even? a concept in your brain. Like, I want to yeah. watch the game, but I don't want to go to my seat, but I don't want to watch it on TV either. Like, that's, how risky do you have to be where that, that's, like, you know, well, just get up or watch it on TV. Like, nope, nope. There's another rich way. Enough, rich enough that, like, not only do you want the bunker seats at the court, but you've got a bunker in your house for if the world ends and you think that you're going to be the one to survive it. Probably. What about you, Charlotte? You got arenas that you like? Um... How many? How many have you been to? This might be I, okay. Let me see. I, I know you've been to the Garden because you apologize yep. every time we talk about the Knicks. Uh, yep. I know you've been uh, obviously here, in Miami, the Kaseya Center. I know mm-hmm. you've been to Boston. You've been mm-hmm. to Denver. Um, no, not Denver. You never went to Denver. No. Oh wow. Oh. Not Denver. Okay. Um, been to. Rockets, although I have a curse story about the Rockets. I hate that. I I was there and this is a very Charlotte story. I was trying to go to the bathroom and accidentally walked into the men's room and got flustered when I realized that I was in the men's room and dropped my phone and the whole thing cracked. Nice. So I hate it there. Nice. That's it. That's the Charlotte story? Yeah. And, and now it's cur- now now Houston's cursed? Now Houston's cursed. I did eat a hot dog there, though. How was it? <laughs> That's my contribution to this conversation. How was it? Yep. What's the uh, best hot dog you've ever had? You know what I love about Charlotte? Like, what? I'll ask her a question, and clearly she needs to think about it, and I'll say, oh, okay, let me start talking to Phil so that she can think of something. And instead, Charlotte starts paying attention to what I'm saying and gets caught up in my conversation like, this, none of this is real, Charlotte. It's just buying you time I'm, to I'm sit back and disconnect. Listener. What's up? Sorry. I'm a good I'm listener. I'm active listener. <laughs> Sorry I care. Jeez. <laughs> All right. I'm going to come back to you next time with a full list of hot dogs ranked sure. that I've eaten. 
Sure. <laughs> All right. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.